At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. You can always hit me up on Twitter, at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Saw something happen in hockey on Tuesday that completely shocked me. I I was baffled by what I was watching. And it happened in the Rangers-Devils game. Rangers take a 2-0 lead after the first period. And Igor Shesterkin looked great. He is the, you know, Vezina favorite. He's in the running for the Hart Trophy as the MVP as well. His numbers are incredible. The Rangers' record with him is incredible. And they look great, the Rangers did, in their previous two games against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are the, let's see, second-place team in the Atlantic, and against the Carolina Hurricanes, who are the first-place team in the Metropolitan. The Devils are, were coming off of three straight losses in which they lost every single game by a 6-3 score. <laughs> the Devils scored five goals in a six-minute span in the second period. One of the goals was disallowed, so it actually wound up being four goals. But then a couple minutes later, they wound up scoring that five, that fifth goal. They scored five goals in the second period. And it really should have been six. There was the disallowed goal on the challenge. It was a challenge that determined that a player was offside. I had never seen that before. In that short amount of time, and I'm, I'm talking about the disallowed goal here first. I'm counting that as the fifth goal. Five goals in six minutes. It was just an unbelievable turn of events. And you want to talk about, you know, everything going wrong, right? Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah, that's what happened in that second period. And for Shesterkin, it was, uh, I thought maybe... Uh, Gerard Gallant should have used the timeout earlier. I thought maybe he should have pulled him earlier. Something was not right. The Devils just just throwing pucks at the net, and then it was going in. And sometimes when you're off, you're just off. But I had never seen a guy as good, and, and listen, great players have off nights. We've seen that a lot. 
And for a guy that is a lock to win the Vesna, and I don't think this bad performance takes away from him winning the Vesna trophy. I really don't. Especially when you consider that the second favorite for this award is probably Markstrom from Calgary. And he got lit up in the third period and gave up two goals to they was Calgary was up three to one and they they he gave up three unanswered and they lose four to three. So I don't think Shesterkin takes a hit for winning the Vesna, but that was just bizarre. Uh, other outcomes on this uh, schedule, you had the Penguins dominating the Blue Jackets. No surprise there. Blues beat the Capitals 5-2. to two. Hurricanes a 3-2 win over the Lightning. That's a potential playoff preview. Red Wings a 6-3 win over the Flyers. No surprise there. Islanders 3-0 over the Senators. The Jets beat the Knights 4-0. Vegas in a tailspin right now. Stars over the Oilers 5-3. You know I love the over in that game. There was five goals scored in the third period. Of that game. Sharks upset the Flames. That's what I just mentioned. The Flames were up three to one in that game and uh, they lose four to three. The Kraken beat the Coyotes four to two and the Kings a six one win over the Predators. Taking a look at the standings right now in the NHL, you have Florida and Carolina tied atop the Eastern Conference, 90 points each. Florida leading the Atlantic. Carolina leading the Metropolitan. Colorado is still the favorite for the uh, President's Trophy. They have 95 points. Uh, They have won four straight games. Calgary has 84 points there in first place in the Pacific Division. The Kings are in second place. Oilers in third place. Vegas is in fourth place. Three points back of Edmonton. And in the wild card standings right now, Vegas is uh, one point back of Dallas for the wild card. Let's take a look at uh, the schedule here coming up for your Wednesday action on the ice. It's a short schedule, just four games, much like we saw on Monday. Devils coming off the win against the Rangers are in Toronto to take on the Maple Leafs. Now, while I think the Devils have a chance here, okay, kind of feeling good about themselves after snapping the losing streak and beating the Rangers, it's... um. It's easy to get up for your rival at home. And that's what it was. The Devils got up to play against the Rangers. I don't know how the intensity is going to be in Toronto against the Maple Leafs. What I do like, however, is the over. And it's high. It's at six and a half. But if I was making this line, this thing would be at seven. Canucks, uh, look at the the past couple of games here uh, for the Devils. They had a three-game Canadian trip. Canucks, Flames, uh, and Oilers. So they go from Vancouver to Calgary to Edmonton. Six to three, six to three, six to three. We're talking nine goals in each game. And then they come home and take on the Rangers in a game that featured 11 goals. Now they head up north to Toronto, where Toronto just lost 6-3 to to the Predators, a game that saw nine goals being scored. There were five goals in their win against the Hurricanes. They scored four when they shut out the Stars. Then a 5-2 loss to the Sabres, a 5-4 loss to the Coyotes, 6-4 win over the Kraken, 5-4 over the Blue Jackets, 6-4 over the Canucks. You kind of get like the uh, the trend that I'm looking at here. There will be goals scored in this game coming up on Wednesday. Over 6.5 is the move. Devils and Maple Leafs, and I would be looking at a first period over as well, assuming it's one and a half. Penguins are at the Sabres. Pittsburgh, second out of a back-to-back. They should win this game. They really should. Uh, Buffalo has been down in the dumps, although they've won two straight games, including a 1-0 surprising victory against the Flames. But this team, let me just tell you something about the Sabres. Let's look through their schedule. They have not won three Straight games since the third game of the season. 
The season started on Thursday, October 14th. The Sabres beat the Montreal Canadiens. On Saturday, October 16th, they beat the Arizona Coyotes. And then on Tuesday, October 19th, they picked up their third straight win against Vancouver. Since that date, Tuesday, October 19th, they have not had another three-game winning streak. They've had one, two, three, four, five, now six two-game winning streaks. And in the previous five third games following two wins, they lost. What also concerns me about their previous two wins is that both of them came in overtime. I know Pittsburgh just played, but Pittsburgh dominated the Blue Jackets in a game that was just fun. It was a 5-1 victory. They scored four goals in the second period. Just let's have some fun. Take it easy. I think the Penguins go up to Buffalo, and uh, I do think they, they continue their solid play, and they roll over a bad Buffalo team, like I mentioned, who has not won three games in a row since October, since the third game of the regular season. Canucks are in uh, Colorado to take on the Avalanche. Avalanche at home. I mean, how could you bet against them, right? Uh, it's so hard. They're so good at home. The price, though. I don't like the price. But Colorado's won four straight games. They're playing good hockey. The Canucks, meanwhile, they are right now not uh, out of it just yet. Let me see the standings here. Because they got a shot. It's like an outside uh, chance here. They have, yeah, they're four points back of the second wild card. So they're not out of it, but they've lost three straight games. one um, nothing to the Red Wings, 5-2 to the Flames. They lose to that Sabres team. Those were, uh, they went one, oh, they had a long home stretch. They had a one, two, three, four, five game, a six game homestand in which they went two and four. No, more than that. One, two, three, four, five, six, a seven game homestand. They went two and five. Now they head out to the head out on the road, and uh, I'd back Colorado at home in this matchup. And then the final game of the night is the Blackhawks and the Ducks in a game that nobody wants to win. Uh, that one, just flip a coin. You got two bad teams. Uh, the Ducks are the better team, but they traded away a bunch of their players. So I don't know how they come out in this game. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll get back into college basketball. We welcome in Ryan Kramer from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Joining me right here on The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Let's get back into the NCAA tournament conversation as the Sweet 16 fast approaching with games that will tip off on Thursday night. We welcome in Ryan Kramer from the Sports Gambling Podcast. And last time we talked to Ryan, he was in studio with us and we detailed the first half under bets for the first round of the NCAA tournament. So, Ryan, fill the audience in on how you guys tracked it. What was the final outcome of the first half unders? Absolutely a religion for us at this point. Thanks for having me, Scott. In 2022, the first half unders came to what we tracked to a 2014 and two final result. Good for 58.8% bringing the long-term trend to a whopping 225, 157 and 14 since 2011. Good for 58.9%. So right on track, a median performance for this trend. And again, like we were discussing pre-show feels a little bit like a set it and forget it. You put your money in, you get your money out and you walk away with a couple of units extra. Yeah, exactly. You're not getting rich off this thing, but in some years you have, but it's uh, it's hitting at that number. You're going to be up at the end of the first two rounds. It's been now 11, 12 years of tracking this thing and it is an extremely profitable wager. So now we're at the sweet 16. Uh, let me ask you, how are your brackets looking? How's your final four? Are you still intact right now? Bracket looks horrible, <laughs> but my final four of UCLA, Gonzaga, Arizona, and Providence is still alive. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about some of those teams. Uh, I think I'm going to need a little bit of a, a prayer and some luck uh, for maybe like a team like Providence. But yeah, considering how many of those early round upsets I missed, I'm still alive with the final dance. Well, let's jump to Friday then and talk about the Providence team. Providence catching seven and a half against Kansas. You know, this is a team, you mentioned luck, the number one luckiest team according to Ken Palm. And for me, I feel like this is where the run comes to an end. What I did was I tracked um, the teams that are in the Sweet 16 right now, Ryan, and looked at their adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency ratings. Uh, I used Bart Torvik, right? And I took the matchups, and I went on the defensive fades and the offensive fades. And Providence was one of four teams that crossed over into both categories as having the worst in their matchup, defensive and offensive efficiency adjusted ratings. Fair enough. <laughs> here, here would be my counter argument. First, shout out to you for using Bart Torvik. That is the new hip Ken Palm. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're dealing with some with with a with a younger crowd here. Look, look, my angle would simply be experience. This is one of the most experienced teams in the country. It's the most experienced team left in March Madness. And when I heard Ed Cooley say how locked in this team was, mm. I, I stand by it. I I know they're lucky. And and I know uh, when I came when I was in studio last week, one of my kind of stand on the table and pound my chest for this Providence team comes down to 
all of those moments they've had in big games, all of those moments they've had in a game coming down to the last possession, the last shot, knowing what to do, being a physical team, being a team that's confident, lots of graduates, lots of seniors. And on the other side, as much as I love this Kansas team and they fit the profile of a champion fitting in the top 20 of offensive and defensive efficiency, boy, it's still bill self. And it still scares me. They have a home crowd advantage. There's no reason to take Providence, but you know what? I am a believer in that luck. And I'm a believer that clutch is something you can measure over the course of a season. And boy, I certainly don't want to be on the other side of this Providence team. Mm. Perhaps you're right. This is a lay the favorite or take the money line dog. So if I, if that's the choice I'm here to make, I'm going to take the dog. It's interesting. You bring that up because it could be, you know, the, the idea that when you play so many close games, there's almost a, a comfort level, right? It, it's it's when it ga- when the game gets down to the nitty gritty. There, they've been there before, and they don't panic. They're comfortable uh, being in that chaos at the end of a game situation. Uh, let's talk about two of the games that I love. My favorite plays for the Sweet 16. I'm laying it with Villanova against Michigan, uh, and I'm also going to lay it with UCLA against North Carolina. Are you on my side with one of them, both of them, none of them? What do you think about those two plays? The Michigan matchup is a classic tale of, hey, everyone said this Villanova team is going to be tough to beat until they run into a little bit of size. Hunter Dickinson is that size, but boy, you got to love the coaching matchup. You got to love this three-point matchup. Mm. Michigan's defense, a little lazy around the three-point line. And Villanova is just a team that does what you need to do to advance, right? They hit their three-point shots. They hit their free throws. They take care of the ball. They're going to play solid defense. They're going to defend the three-point line. And, and so for that reason, it's hard for me to want to continue to back Michigan. I know they meet that profile of a, a preseason top 10 who's now maybe figured it out. I just think... Uh, coaching edge is too much. I love. I'm with you. I'm, I'm smashing Villanova as a favorite. And honestly, boring uh, discussion here because UCLA for me, as I said, they're in my Final Four. Yep. This is a really short number, and I think this kind of is the where the, the 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 road ends for maybe a North Carolina team. They're going to match up against another experienced unit, much like Providence. This UCLA team, they came back for this. Waquez is going to be out there, and I think. You know, uh, for those looking to maybe take a long shot in the most outstanding player market, Tiger Campbell is a dude who is putting this team on his back. And if they make it all the way in there, the way that he's able to get to the line, draw that foul when they need it and really keep this team composed, you know, with with uh, with Juzang going off at 25 to one and walk is going off at 33 to one tiger Campbell having a hard time finding him, but boy, he's a fun dark horse candidate for me. My national championship in my bracket is Villanova over UCLA. And right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook, that exact outcome is 60 to one. So uh, I, I'm you know going to have, I'm going to have to get it on that. <laughs> I got some plans for the next break. Scott. Yes, exactly. Uh, Gonzaga laying nine and a half against the fighting Eric Musselmans. Uh, can Arkansas keep this thing close? Gonzaga, we've seen them struggle so far in their first two games, but have been able to pull away. What do you think happens here in this matchup? Boy, I'm a glutton for punishment because I, I watched enough of that Gonzaga team and, and, and you can see the spurts they can put out there. You can see the way this means so much to Timmy and the way he put the team on his back at times. I just worry about Arkansas's ability to score with Gonzaga. I know they can play defense, but honestly, in this kind of matchup, I would rather have an Alabama type team that can at least go shot for shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I watch this Arizona team, you mentioned earlier with Providence, like not knowing what to do in the moment. Arkansas at times has looked like they don't know how to play any offense. And if it's not coming through a fast break or an athletic play, the bucket might not be there. I think Gonzaga once again, kind of takes advantage of their size advantage. And we've seen how efficient they can be at drawing those fouls, depleting the front courts of opposing teams. And at the end of the day, going on one of those 10 0 spurts where they hit a couple threes to really kind of put the nail in the coffin. I'm, I'm staying chalky for this matchup. Let's lay the points with Gonzaga. Yeah, I like it as well. Uh, Duke, Texas tech. Is this where the coach K for farewell tour comes to an end? Uh, you know, as a, as a fan of the ACC for many years and not a fan of Duke, I'm, I'm, it's so hard to root for them. On one hand, it seems like he's got the league offices all over the nation, clearing the path to make sure that Duke 
can get a chance to, <laughs> for him to walk off in the sunset. But boy, this Texas Tech team and the way they play defense and the way that, again, another experienced team, one of the most experienced teams left in the tournament. I'm going to pick against Duke here. I, I do think that this number uh, we're, we're currently seeing at Texas Tech minus one. It would be shocking to me if Duke wasn't the favorite for, for tip. So maybe yeah, uh, liking Texas Tech here, we we wait a little bit to take this 100% agree because I do think people will see Duke as a dog uh, as we get closer and closer to Thursday and the public money starts to come in. I've been saying it all week. This seems like the cr- classic pros versus Joes matchup where the public will be all over Duke, but the, uh, the sharps will be all over Texas tech, uh, Arizona, Houston, Arizona escaped against TCU. Houston's been give them a ton of credit without their two best players. They have continued this incredible season just shows you what great coaching, uh, does there for Kelvin Sampson. How, how do you see this one playing out? Does Arizona win this one? Is it like UCLA where they escaped the dangerous game in the, in the first game and now they are ready to roll? How do you see this? You know, I love this Arizona team, but the Houston team just to me strikes me as a more battle tested team. And honestly, like back to that profiling teams to be national champions, both of these teams fit that profile. So this is like a final four matchup that we're getting in the sweet 16 here. I'm going to throw my dart and say that uh, Houston, the experience, the defense is a little bit too much for Arizona. We watched Arizona forget that they have a dominant force inside and an easy cheat code at times in that game when they would just not going to them inside. So I'm going to take Houston here. This is the kind of game where I would, I would probably recommend you take the points, even though it's a short number because boy, uh, I, I'd hate to get burned on a, uh, another close game here. Yeah. A one point finish there or a buzzer yeah. beating buzzer beating situation uh, in this game. Yeah. I think I'm going to be with you on that. Ryan, appreciate the time and the conversation. Good luck with your bets. Enjoy the sweet 16 and we'll catch up real soon. Cheers, man. There he is. Ryan Kramer, the Sports Gambling Podcast. Check those guys out. The SGP Podcast Network does a great job and an uh, often frequent guest here of the program. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. Now, that's VEASAN.com slash This is The Look Ahead on VEASAN, the sports betting network. College tourneys in full swing, so grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games or... If you stayed up late to see that intense overtime game, take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There's a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy Today, Scott Zadenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network. When it comes to trying to evaluate what is going to come down in these uh, in these games in the Sweet 16, I mentioned um, how there are different analytical sites that have different measurements of how they evaluate teams. I've talked about Evan Miyakawa and his website, and he talks about what he calls the kill shot, which is teams that go on scoring runs. And the dominant teams that go on scoring runs of 10 or greater, so a 10-0 run or greater, these teams win 82-84% of the time. Like, if you go on, it's 82% of the time. A team that goes on more 10-0 runs in the course of a game wins 82% of those games. The dominant teams this season, Gonzaga, best in the nation and going on runs. We saw that here in the NCAA tournament. They had that 24-1 run in their opening round game. Arizona, and when I mean dominant, I'm talking about teams that go on runs but don't allow runs for their opponents. They go on way more runs than their opponents. Gonzaga is the best at it. The next two teams are Arizona and Houston, and those two teams play each other here in the Sweet 16, so that is going to be very interesting. You also have 
the strong teams. And by strong means that they often win their games by going on big runs. Those teams include Duke and Texas Tech, who are playing each other as well. Villanova is a strong team that often goes on a run. Comparatively, their opponent, Michigan, is one of the least streaky teams in college basketball. Their games are not decided by long runs. You have Miami in a team in a category that is called the most streaky, meaning no lead is safe. Lots of runs for, lots of runs against. And their opponent is Iowa State, who is also in that streaky category of runs for and against. Taking a look at where Arkansas sits, they're right in the middle of the pack. They don't go on runs. They don't allow runs, really. Um, They go on some. They allow some. It's just middle. They don't lean anywhere or uh, anywhere. So that's why I really like Gonzaga. I like Villanova. Texas Tech Duke is tough. Arizona-Houston is tough. Looking at the Friday matchups, you certainly have Kansas against Providence. And Kansas is, where's Kansas? They're right in the middle of the pack. They go both ways. Same thing with Providence as they are, uh, if we're looking for the logo here, Providence, not a team that goes on really a lot of runs as well. And other matchups as we progress throughout uh, Friday's schedule, you have St. Peter's and Purdue. Purdue is in the mix of teams. They're close to being a strong team. They're close. They go on most runs. They they have more runs than they allow. So they're not a, a strong team. They're not a streaky team. They're certainly not dominant, but they're close to being a strong team. St. Peter's, meanwhile, falls into the category with a Michigan where they're boring. They are they don't give up runs and they don't go on runs. Their games are kind of just stagnant back and you know, just that's where it is. And then North Carolina against UCLA. North Carolina is where are the Tar Heels? They are right in the mix of between a not streaky team at all, a team that doesn't go on any runs and doesn't uh, give up runs, but they're close to being a team that's in the category of a suspect team, which is not a trustworthy team, which is a team that concedes more runs than they allow. So that is certainly one that you want to watch out for is that they are kind of close in that range of allowing runs not good, not good there. But again, the dominant teams, Gonzaga and their opponent, not good. And Arizona and Houston, dominant, but they play each other. Texas Tech Tech, Tech and Duke are both strong teams. Villanova has an edge in their matchup. And Purdue has an edge in their matchup. The other category that I was looking at is I went on Bart Torvik, who is an analytical site just like uh, Ken Palm, and I looked at the adjusted offensive and defensive ratings for these teams. And I took the teams that are left in the Sweet 16 and looked at their matchups. For the defensive phase, meaning the worst, the worst, the lesser defensive teams in their matchups in adjusted defensive ratings. You have Miami, Purdue, Michigan, Providence, Duke, North Carolina, Arizona, and Arkansas. Those are the lesser defensive teams, the bad defenses. The bad offenses, St. Peter's, Iowa State, 
Arkansas, Texas Tech, Providence, North Carolina, Michigan, and Houston. Those are what I call offensive fades. There are four teams that are in both of those categories where their opponent is better than them in adjusted offense and adjusted defense. And that's Arkansas going up against Gonzaga. It's Providence going up against Kansas. It's North Carolina going up against UCLA. And it's Michigan going up against Villanova. All four of those teams are at a disadvantage when you compare the analytical stats of adjusted offensive and adjusted defensive efficiency, according to Bart Dorvik. So, if you're looking at Ken Palm and just curious about the Ken Palm rankings, Gonzaga is number one, and their opponent is Arkansas, right? And Arkansas is the number... 18 team in Ken Palm. Houston and Arizona are two and three, respectively. How about that? Duke is number 10. Texas Tech is number six on Ken Palm. UCLA is number eight. North Carolina is number 20. Villanova is number 11. And Providence is number 33. Wild, right? Purdue is number 12. St. Peter's? Oh, boy. Trying to find St. Peter's. I don't even see them on the list. No, St. Peter's is 102 on Ken Palm, in case you were wondering. Let's take a look at Michigan, number 27. Villanova, number 11. Uh, You have... Iowa State, number 37. Miami, number 42. So those are your advantages if you just looked at the Ken Palm ratings for these teams. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, uh, we talked about Kenny Pickett's pro day a bit yesterday. And here on Tuesday, Malik Willis had his pro day at Liberty. How did the scouts view Malik Willis? Who was in attendance? And will he, in fact, be the number one quarterback off the board? Did he impress enough, more so than what Kenny Pickett did on Monday, to have him go first as the first quarterback? And could the Lions even consider taking him at the second overall pick? We'll talk about Malik Willis's pro day coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on Visa. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Scott Zadenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. It was Malik Willis Pro Day here on Tuesday, like uh, we saw the Pro Day for uh, Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh on Monday. Tuesday, it was time for Liberty's Pro Day, and Malik Willis was all the rage. Uh, there were over 60 NFL coaches, scouts, and executives in attendance to watch Malik Willis go through about 70 somewhat scripted throws there in Virginia. And a lot of people are now reevaluating the way that they have done their mock drafts. Specifically teams that need quarterbacks that were in te- that were in attendance. Mike Tomlin of the Steelers was there and he was, uh, there was only two head coaches there, Mike Tomlin and Matt Rule of the Panthers. In fact, Matt Rule was there with his offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo, and according to reports, they were up close and personal watching Malik Willis. Um, and Monday night, Malik Willis had dinner with Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. So... Ah, Steelers have the 20th pick, I believe. Uh, and the Carolina Panthers have the sixth pick. I don't know if Malik Willis lasts to 20. First of all, if he's there at six, you got to imagine that the Panthers are going to take him. But I do believe that there is something to be said about the Lions possibly taking Malik Willis. We have seen quarterbacks perform well at their pro days and then rise up the draft board and impress teams enough to have them take him. I don't know if it's, you know, if it's going to be because they don't believe in Jared Goff. Or if it's because, well, they feel that, uh, you know, this is the guy that's going to start for them right away. Maybe they feel that the upside is better for the quarterback in Malik Willis than it is for a guy like Aiden Hutchinson. And if Aiden Hutchinson goes number one to the Jaguars, then should they really take uh, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau at number two? Or draft Malik Willis, let him sit behind Jared Goff, and develop him. Because right now, 
He looks like the goods. He is, he looks fantastic. He made a, a, a deep throw that had everybody ooing and eyeing there in attendance. A very impressive performance at his pro day. And uh, he's got all the physical tools necessary to be a successful NFL quarterback. He's got a big-time arm. He's got crazy athleticism. He can make all the throws. He's got to be coached up, though. He's raw. He only played for two years at Liberty. And, you know, I've listen, I bet on Liberty a lot in the past two seasons. If you follow me on Twitter at Scott's on Air, if you listen to this show, you know I bet on Liberty a lot. They were very good to me over the past couple of seasons. I've seen him make incredible plays. I've also seen him not make incredible plays. Plays that make him look like a college quarterback. So he does need to be groomed. He does need to grow a bit in, in, in terms of just like every quarterback does. I, I don't know where this idea that the quarterbacks that you draft have to come in and play right away. This thing, it happened recently, right? Like, remember, there used to be a time where you would draft a quarterback and they would sit and learn for a little while. And somewhere along the line, and it could have been, you know, the Andrew Luck RG3 performances where they come in as a rookie and right away they're just incredible. That there was this idea that all of a sudden then every rookie that you draft just has to come in and play and be the starter right away and be good. No, that's not the way it used to be. You drafted a guy, you sat him, you, you, you groomed him, and then they were ready to take over. Not so much throwing them to the fire and damaging them. You know, a guy like Sam Darnold coming into the NFL, this dude was not ready to play. And he was exposed in his first few seasons. Now he's probably, I don't know if he's going to get another opportunity. Same can be said about a lot of guys. And I'm not saying that everyone's got to go the Aaron Rodgers route and sit behind, you know, a Hall of Famer for a couple of years. But this was once the way. And if the Lions draft Malik Willis, I don't necessarily think that means that they're gone, done with Jared Goff or that Jared Goff's not going to be their starting quarterback. But I'm starting to see, and I think a lot of people after this pro day are starting to come around to the idea that Malik Willis is the type of talent that you invest in. And to let him go to another team to then develop into the type of quarterback that he is showing he has the potential to be, well, then it could be a big-time miss. You know, if you're the Lions and you wind up drafting Kayvon Thibodeau second overall, or you wind up drafting maybe Evan Neal or, or whatnot, I take an offensive tackle. How's that going to help you moving forward? You know, I've seen mock drafts where the Lions take, whether it's Thibodeau or uh, Walker from Georgia. Is that really going to help develop them? Or is getting their franchise quarterback going to help them? And now coming into this draft, the idea was that there was no franchise quarterback. But this is not a sexy quarterback draft. I think that changes now after watching both Kenny Pickett, but more specifically, Malik Willis here in his pro day. I think that mentality changes, and I think that there are teams now that are going to be very interested in Malik Willis. And for the Steelers, I think they're going to have to move up because I don't think he's there 
at number 20. I really don't think he's there. And latest odds, Aiden Hutchinson has shot up. He is now minus 400 to go number one overall. Iquanu is plus 800. Malik Willis, 40 to one to go number one overall. If the Lions let it leak out that they are interested in taking Malik Willis, there might be a team that trades with the Jaguars to get the number one overall pick to jump ahead of Detroit to draft Malik Willis number one. I think after this pro day, we might see some tickets come in on Malik Willis and we might see the book adjust the number just on the liability alone. 40 to 1. The Jaguars aren't taking him. Okay? Let's get this straight. The Jaguars are not taking him. But the Jaguars might trade this pick to someone who wants him and someone that believes the Lions are going to take him. That's what you're banking on. And at 40 to 1, seems like it's worth a sprinkle. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll get back into the NBA college hoops as well. Coming up next, this is The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network. The kid. The kid. The kid. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.